You are listening to the podcast of the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. CBMW exists to promote the Bible's teaching on men, women, and marriage. Learn more at cbmw.org. On this episode, CBMW President Denny Burke shares his article answering the question, Should Christians Attend Gay Weddings? I've been writing and speaking about gender and sexuality for over a decade and a half. Whenever I talk about transgenderism, one of the first practical questions I hear concerns the use of pronouns. Whenever I talk about homosexuality, one of the first questions is about attending gay weddings. Now, the answer to both of those questions is always no. And while some Christians may have found difficulty arriving at those answers 10 years ago, I've really noticed that many Christians are far more prepared to give the right answer today. It seems to me that Bible-believing evangelicals have been moving toward a settled position against attending gay weddings. At least that's been my observation over the last decade or so. Or at least that's what I thought. Over the last month or so, controversy has erupted online about whether it is right for Christians to attend a so-called gay wedding. Uh, Two events in particular have precipitated this conversation. The first one are some remarks by prominent evangelical pastor Alistair Begg advising a grandmother to attend what appears to be uh, a gay wedding, and then he subsequently doubled down on that position in a message to his church. And then the second um, event that happened are some reported remarks on a panel to the same effect at the recent Mere Anglicanism conference. Now, I don't have any questions about what these teachers who made these remarks believe about marriage. Both of them affirm what the Bible teaches about marriage as the covenanted union of one man and one woman. Both of them also affirm that homosexuality is sinful and that gay marriage is therefore always wrong. Nevertheless, both of them also seem to think that attending a gay wedding need not imply affirmation of homosexual immorality. They don't offer a universal permission slip to attend gay weddings in the advice that they give, but what they do say is that under certain circumstances, it may be okay to attend a so-called gay wedding. So long as the couple knows that you don't approve of the gay wedding, and so long as the wedding is not masquerading as a Christian ceremony, it would be okay to attend. At least that's how I understand their argument. Under those circumstances, attending the wedding could be a way to signal your love for a sinner who needs to come to Christ. So what are we to make of these arguments? Well, I think the arguments fail because they misconstrue the public meaning of a wedding ceremony. Attending a wedding is really not like attending a concert or graduation, where attendance suggests nothing about your own views on the proceedings. A wedding is a public recognition of a union at which the attendees are assembled as witnesses in order to solemnize the union. And, and, And so in that sense, the attendees really are not just watching, they're officiants, within the ceremony. They're participating. So those who attend are there to help celebrate and to add their assent and their witness to the union. That's the public meaning of attending a wedding ceremony, no matter what the intention is of the one who's attending. And so in this way, it's really kind of a lot like what Paul talks about when he discusses eating food sacrificed to idols in the New Testament. And then when he talks about doing so in the context of a religious ritual dedicated to that idol, 
yes, there could be a context in which it would be okay to eat such meat. So Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 25, eat anything that is sold in the marketplace without asking questions for conscience's sake, for the earth is the Lord and all it contains. So there, there is a place for this, but Paul warns Christians that they must never eat such meat as a part of a feast dedicated to an idol. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8.10, For if someone sees you who have, who have knowledge dining in an idol's temple, will not his conscience, if he is weak, be strengthened to eat things sacrificed to idols? For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined, the brother for whose sake Christ died. It doesn't matter what the private intention is of the one attending the feast. The idol's feast has a public meaning that is completely at odds with following Christ. In the same way, a gay wedding ceremony has a public meaning that is at odds with following Christ. In a traditional marriage ceremony, the officiant addresses the congregation with words like these, if any man can show just cause why they may not lawfully be wedded, let him now declare it or else hereafter forever hold his peace. Even when those words aren't uttered explicitly in a ceremony, they nevertheless indicate what the what attending a wedding means. That's why when you receive a wedding invitation, that invitation is almost invariably an invitation to a celebration of some kind. So, whether they realize it or not, the witnesses and attendees at a wedding are not merely spectating. Unless they raise a verbal protest, the presence of witnesses implies their support for that union. And because our Lord has told us not to celebrate or to approve sin, Christians must not attend gay weddings. This would apply to any gay wedding ceremony. I say so-called gay wedding ceremony because there's really no such thing as a, a, a gay wedding because there's no such thing as a gay marriage. But um, what we're saying here would apply to any gay wedding ceremony, secular or religious, because those attending either of those kinds of Either of those kinds of ceremonies are there to witness the solemnization of that union. So it's worth noting that a Christian wedding is also a service of worship. Kevin DeYoung has written about this. He says this, quote, A wedding ceremony in the Christian tradition is, first of all, a worship service. So if the union being celebrated in the service cannot be biblically sanctioned as an act of worship, we believe the service lends credence to a lie. We cannot in good conscience participate in a service of false worship. I understand that that does not sound very nice, but the conclusion follows from the premise, namely that the marriage being celebrated is not in fact a marriage and should not be celebrated, end quote. Now, some people have argued that attending a wedding does not necessarily imply affirmation and that it might be best to attend the ceremony in order to build an evangelistic bridge to the gay friend who's getting married. But I think this objection also fails. First of all, it fails to deal with the public meaning of attending a wedding, which entails affirmation. If it didn't entail affirmation, then in what way would not attending be an offense? The only way that attending would build a bridge to a sinner who needs Christ is if the one getting married somehow felt affirmed in what they were doing by your presence. And we must never affirm what God forbids or do evil so that some good may come. Look at Romans 3.8 on that. Second, what if your evangelism is successful? 
I mean, what if your gay friend eventually comes to faith in Christ, repents of their sin, and is saved? A part of their repentance will be repenting of the very wedding that you attended. Will your presence help or hinder that necessary repentance? If you really wish to pursue them evangelistically, you cannot place a stumbling block before them that might hinder their repentance from sin. If you do hinder them, you would fall under the warning that Paul gives to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, in verses 11 through 12, he says, For through your knowledge he who is weak is ruined, the brother for whose sake Christ died. And thus by sinning against the brethren and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ, end quote. So none of this means that Christians must stand apart or completely separate themselves from unrepentant sinners, gay or otherwise. Um, Our Lord modeled eating with tax gatherers and sinners and even being slandered for doing so. We should be eager to do the same and to undergo the same kind of mistreatment. And yet, Jesus never participated in an idol's feast in order to win over those very same tax gatherers and sinners. Instead, he showed us how to love our neighbors without approving their sin. Should Christians attend a so-called gay wedding? No, they should not. Indeed, they must not. Unless they attend in order to raise a protest to the proceedings, there can be no justification for attending. But attending a so-called gay wedding is not one of them. Resources like the CBMW podcast are made possible by generous donations from listeners like you. Please consider giving at cbmw.org forward slash give. Thanks for listening.